0: Stand
1: firm in the faith, act like men, be strong. Hello everybody and welcome to Act Like Men, Men's Leadership Podcast. This is a podcast designed to be a resource for pastors and men's ministry leaders as they build out an engaging ministry with their men. We do this for one simple reason, because every man deserves an opportunity to become an authentic, biblically-based man of God. Act Like Men. Men's Leadership Podcast is sponsored by Men's Minister Catalyst, a ministry that's 41st year designed to do exactly what we just talked about. Well, good day, everyone. My name is Wendell Morton. I am the Executive Director of Men's Minister Catalyst, so good to have you with us today. And again, I want to introduce you to my co-host, Dale Utie. Dale, phenomenal experience and great partner. Thanks for joining us again today, Dale.
0: Always great to be with you. The topics we take on are the topics of men today, and I love that.
1: Yeah, absolutely right. We want to be able to reach men where they are and help local churches build an infrastructure that will uh, create what we're trying to do. Well, last time we talked uh, on session 10 about the first two steps of a six-step process, and today we're we're moving forward with uh, steps three and four. Dale, why don't you set the stage for us, if you don't mind. Sounds good. Well, if you remember on our
0: last podcast, the problem we really talked about is being it's the challenging problem that it is, and here it is. Only 1% of men in most churches are actively engaged in their local church ministry. In addition to that, 10% of churches in America really can sustain a ministry to their men over the long term. That tells us that we're starting in the ground and below ground level. We really need to get something out of the ground to build That's but right. One, one more stat I think that is a wake-up call is a priority of our time and resource allocation. You know, 93% of the time, when a man comes to faith in Christ, his family will follow that leadership potential of that godly man who leads yep. well with the servant leadership heart brings his family to Christ and leads them forward. What a great ministry. 93%. Let's keep that one in mind. By the way, if you missed episode number 10, Wendell, what can they do to catch up
1: with us? Well, firstly, just go to the website, um, men's ministry catalyst.org forward slash podcasts. And there's a listing of all of our podcasts. But I really encourage you, if you've not listened to steps one and two, which are a really critical piece, it's pastor's vision and developing a men's council. Those are are, are fundamental to what we're trying to do. Just take 15 minutes. Go listen to it either now or sometime later. But again, it's just mensministercatalyst.org forward slash podcast. And it's number 10. Now, we we know the reason we're trying to do this, Dale, is um, very few churches in North America have a clear strategy. You just listed. 10% can sustain it. Only 1% of men are actively involved. So the need is great. It's uh, outstanding. Men's Minister Catalyst over the years developed a six-step-to-engagement strategy that works for hundreds of churches across North America. It's a simple, not easy, but simple process To help develop a a strong and strategic ministry. We're gonna look at steps three and four today. Step three, complete a full assessment. This is an evaluation and assessment for all the men in your church. And then step four, out of that assessment, you're going to develop an action plan. You're going to do that from the data received in the assessment.
0: You know, it's a key part for the step number three to have this full assessment. Of the men in your church were reminded in Proverbs 15 22 that plans fall for lack of counsel, but with many advisors, they succeed. Now, again, we all know the fact that you can gather people around that will give you input, but getting the right input based on the right data is a key part of that. So, Wendell, why is it important that we
1: begin with the assessment? What's the key part there? Well, I, th- I think anytime you're going to go somewhere, if you're going to take a trip, car trip, The question always comes up is, where are we starting from? We're starting from home, or if we go to where we're going to go the next step, where do we go beyond that? You have to really understand where you are to develop your process to where you're going to go and what you're trying to accomplish. What it does, though, it gives your men a chance to share with you where they are. So you start from the reality of where they say they are versus where you think they are. And we've seen in many churches where men's leaders, pastors thought that their core group of guys were, you know, X. And with, a, with an assessment where they feel they could share their heart with their leadership on what their needs are and what they'd like to accomplish. It wasn't X at all. It was Y or it was W. It was something much different. And it gave them a chance to really form a strategy based on the needs of the men that they're trying to minister to and through.
0: You know, such an incredible insight there, Wendell. Again, you have to know where you're beginning if you're going to take that first step anyplace. So tell me, what's to... in? what are the parts or what's in the assessment? What are the what are the main things that we need to re- really be aware of in that assessment?
1: Great question, Dale. There's there's two areas um, that we really focus on. The first is the spiritual, and it could be as simple as um, – uh, I want to learn how to have a daily devotional life. I want to learn how to pray with my wife. Yeah. Um, I want to understand why the Bible is the the Word of God. Mm-hmm. I mean, it could be as simple as things like that. It could be, uh, and I call this is still a spiritual world. It could be exposing an addiction that they have, and we know that fifty one percent of the men, and I think that stat's low, but fifty one percent of men inside and outside the church struggle with pornography for one. let alone alcohol, drugs, prescription drugs, other things that are going on in their life that they want help with and need a place where they can be open and honest about what's going on. So those are critical things on the spiritual side. It helps you as a leader develop a a path to to take your men from where they are to where they, they really want to go. The second thing is the affinity groups. Now, affinity groups are are groups that that come around something like golfing, hunting, fishing, motorcycle trips, hiking, bicycle riding, whatever it happens to be. And this guy allows guys to be shoulder to shoulder. It gives an on-ramp for men who have have developed things that they really love to do to bring their non-believing friends. Uh, It's it's non-threatening to go on a hunting trip. A day. It's non-threatening to take a motorcycle ride with a group of guys. It's non-threatening to take a bicycle or go hiking or something like that. And yet, hopefully in the middle of some of that, there's enough sharing of the faith that it opens the doors on a few things.
0: Well, that's So where those the two bonds, are the really critical. Yeah, I was going to say, that's where the bonds of friendship really develop, don't they?
1: Yeah. They do. Absolutely. Yep.
0: Well, you know, when the, obviously there's some new, I think, technology and things that are available over the last 10 years, certainly. But There's at least a couple different ways to gather this information. What what are your tips? What would you encourage churches or men's groups to do?
1: Yeah, we've seen two that are really predominant. One is SurveyMonkey. They can send their guys a link, both their core guys, any guy they have an access to from an email, a link that takes them probably 10 minutes to fill out a survey. The, The results come back. We have the ability to analyze that and come up with some with some uh, great opportunities as a result. There is the good old-fashioned paper. <laughs> but So if you're sitting in front of 20 guys as your normal, or 50, or 100, whatever your normal is, or five, and uh, you know guys, if they don't get it done right now, they're probably not going to get it done. So yep. participation goes way up if you just print it out and put it in front of them ask them to fill it out and get it back. And then we can consolidate that information as well and uh, give them the the kind of reports that are, are very, very important. Mm. We walk away basically with things as simple as top three recommendations. Their guys may have come up with 20 things that they want to do or want to learn, but you can't do 20 things. Right. You can do right. one thing, then you do another thing, then you do another thing. So we identify like the top three that we uh, make recommendations on. In addition, we'll make a handful of observations as well that uh, that helps them as they're trying to move forward.
0: But that really becomes your first few steps right there because once you boil that down and get it yep. focused in, yep. they identify yep. themselves and it starts giving you at least the first plans of attack, if you will, of what you're going to do going forward. Why don't you walk us through maybe some of the musts that come out of that? Yep.
1: Yeah, I think there's a handful of things to keep in mind. I, I've just limited it to three here. But first thing is you've got to follow through on what you've committed to with the men. So if you have a group of men that open themselves up, they share the survey, you want them to know what are you doing without what I gave you. And so you've got to communicate what's going on. you got to follow through and make sure you're ready to activate on on the things that they talked about. Otherwise, the next time you try to do it, they're not going to trust you. They're not going to participate. They don't think you're really serious. The second thing is communicate clearly what your roadmap is. So if you have 10 things that are really identified, again, you can't do 10, but you can do it to the top one, two, or three, and then communicate with them. Listen, these were the most pressing needs. We'll get to yours. And by the way, if there's a man who needs immediate help, plug him in somewhere. Pastoral counseling, a local counselor, um, addiction recovery, whatever it happens to be, plug him in. Marriage counseling, parenting, where he's got a pressing need that's urgent. And uh, you're not going to be able to get to it very, very quickly. And then the third thing, make sure it's a safe place for men to be open and vulnerable. Guard their trust um, highly, very very highly. What a key point. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's move on, Dale. What, what's well, going on with step four?
0: Step four, we get into that one. That's really coming up with that
1: action plan. We've got
0: the beginnings of it. The assessment is giving us at least some ideas where we need to start focusing our attention. But now we start putting that action plan together. And from the data you received in that full assessment, you boil it all down and you what do you do with it? What's the first yep. thing that you want to do?
1: Yep. So there's always the temptation for guys, for men, to go big or go home, kind of thing. And so you know, they say, Oh, we got this all back. Boom, we're gonna go change the world. Well, yeah, you kind of fizzle out after a little while because you can't you can't change everything all at once. So you start small and you make sure that you're uh communicating correctly. But there's nothing worse than getting men of your church excited. And then have nothing really come up as a follow through. So you got to start with understanding what the data tells you, understand what you know about your men, and then begin to put your plan together to meet the needs that the men have uh, have expressed that are aligned with the vision we talked about earlier, aligned with trying to accomplish what what the church is trying to accomplish overall.
0: And, you know, Men's Ministry Catalyst is ready to make an important contribution in those initial steps as well to take that data get the summary summary report from us and then to begin and build that minimum of 12 to 18 month, that roadmap that really will provide the step-by-step principles for the leadership council. You know, it really begins though with everyone's buy-in and input to create the best possible plan for ministry. So it's a, it's a team sport really when it comes down to putting the plan together and it takes a takes guys that look at this, put their heart and soul into it and really give it the critical needs that it has to have to get yep.
1: started. I think the, the key there you talked about is 12 to 18 months. But I mean, you've got to begin to put a plan together. That's bigger than the next Saturday morning breakfast, yep. bigger than the next men's Bible study, which you don't know what the topic is going to be bigger than the next retreat or advance or whatever you call it, where you're trying to do kind of a standalone event with a group of guys over a weekend It's got to be bigger than that. You got to know why you're doing what you're doing. And then you have the ability to execute flawlessly.
0: You know, and then you put some of those bones together, get some structures in place. Because if this is going to be sustained, it's not going to be out of emotions or it's not going to be a completely, it's got to become organic. It's got to become real and live for everybody. Exactly. But the structure needs to be there. And you don't want to overlook putting in some very key places in there, how we're going to put this in place who's in charge what's our what's our marked of um of uh, progress in here how yep, are we going to yep, track it yep. those are all key points
1: they really are dale i loved what you said about the team sport so many times you know especially in smaller churches a guy will get you know uh, assigned the uh task of becoming the <laughs> men's leader and and what he thinks he has to do is do it all himself and so he takes it on, and about 12 to 18 months later, he's burned out. Yep. He's absolutely burned out because he didn't make it a team sport. So it's really, really critical. Hmm. Well, let me let me wrap up, Dale, with a couple of key points, like we did on, on step three. Uh, first one to keep in mind is whatever you're doing, do it with excellence. You want your men to be proud of what you do. It, the best food, the best speakers, the best music, the best small group, whatever it is, you, you want the guys to, if you have a guest speaker, if you're doing a fishing tour, whatever it is, do it with excellence. Don't just do it half-baked. Y'all come, we'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah, That doesn't work. That doesn't work over the long haul. It works in the short term, doesn't work in the long term. So do whatever you do, do it with excellence, and evaluate what you're doing. Start small. Build consistently. We talked again before, guys are, are tempted to do the go big or go home kind of mentality. And what ends up happening is we end up going home more often than we go big. So I really encourage you to start small. You take this data and identify it again, the top three, and begin to put a plan together. Because guess what? You got the rest of your life. Yep. You're trying to build a lifetime of character in the lives of these men. Not in a month, not in a semester, not in a year. It's a lifetime commitment. So start small, but build consistently. Spread the wealth. There's number three. And what I mean by that is you don't have to be the expert. Talked about the guy who burns out every 12 to 18 months. You don't have to be the expert. That's the team sport. And if you don't have the, the expertise on the team, I'll bet you've got it in the church or the community. And uh, find them, bring them in, make them part of it. Find the experts who can really help you. Build with excellence, whatever you're doing. And then build on a plan that your men will be excited about and proud of. We The men love to go somewhere. I mean, they they are mission-minded. Yep. So if they can see where we're trying to accomplish over the next 12 to 18 months or beyond, they really, really get excited. Dale, you talked about the benchmarks. Make sure you have benchmarks along the way. And just the last one, uh, just to kind of wrap up this, this particular piece. But maintain flexibility with your robust plan. Sometimes we get so structured that we we miss an opportunity to be flexible on some need or some opportunity that comes up that we can rally our men to. But don't give up the robust plan at the same time. It's a combination of, you know, listen to God, listen to the Holy Spirit, help him, help you accomplish what, what you believe you need to do for the needs of your men.
0: Well, you know, these are all great this step- steps. Yeah, well, you know, through all this, window, we've been talking about, obviously, steps and things that men's ministry leaders can do. And again, yep. great, the great thing to remember here is Men's Ministry Catalyst is here. We're ready yep. to help and encourage you through these Amen. things. That's
1: right.
0: We've got some great resources on the website for Men's Ministry Catalyst. Walk us through a few of those key ones that, that are open and everybody
1: can use them. Three specifically, Dale. Thanks for asking that question. First is the full graph on these six-step engagement strategy. I know we're talking, you're hearing it, you're getting some show notes, but the graph gives you all six steps all in one place. So it's free. You jump on the website, it's printable, grab it, and use it as a roadmap. Second, there's a short survey to help you determine where your ministry to men is today. I'm not talking the full assessment that you go to that you go to your men. But where do you as a leadership council, as a pastor, as a men's leader, where do you believe we are? There's a short survey that I would encourage you to, to fill out as well. Again, all these are on the website, and I have, we'll have links in the show notes. And then the last one is we will make available to you, Men's Ministry Catalyst, an hour-long strategy call to help you after you uh, have identified where you believe your men's ministry to men is. And then where you would like to go, we can walk you through some basic steps to get you started. It's absolutely free. We are committed to helping you reach the men of your church. So that's a critical factor.
0: You know, Wendell, of all the things that Men's Ministry Catalyst puts into men's ministry, I think this last thing that you've just offered is probably among the best. It's that, mm. it's that link to a, a ministry that is rooted and founded in how to build men into full disciples of Christ. And I, I think by having that consultation available, it's ready to go at any time. The yep. churches are ready to do it. And what yep. a wonderful gift to the churches.
1: Mm, thank you. I, you
0: know, we, we love it. You know, when, while I know this process can it sometimes seem simple, it's not. When you follow the, no. the path, no. it, it's, it, it, can, it literally can take it beyond the ministry to almost a movement. And I think that's where you really get traction in any church setting when the men's ministry is known for not only what they do on a regular basis, but the broader picture that the church represents through the men of their church. You know, Psalm 78 6 kind of reminds us that we're trying to impact the generations that are yet to be born. So Mm. as much as the strategy might address the next generation of men in that church, you really have to give it some thought that you are actually going to be impacting maybe three and four generations out. If you do this right, you're going to be providing that kind of anchor point in the faith for these men now to become fathers and grandfathers and great grandfathers. I love it. So wonderful, wonderful path that's there for that. You know, our prayer is really that you will be a catalyst for your local church ministry for all the guys that are listening to this. All we're trying to do is to resource you to be a, a cheerleader in your corner if you need it, but a consultant, if you need that as well, will help you shape and formulate that. But you're the one that God has placed in the ministry in your church. We're Amen. here to back you up and help you.
1: Amen. That's great, Dale. Great, great closing on that. I appreciate that. That's awesome. And Dale, as always, thanks for your leadership with this podcast, uh, and this specific one, but the podcast overall. Your background experience is, uh, is awesome to be able to share, and I thank you for that. Um, it's a humbling honor to be able to be involved in the lives of men and the, uh, the lives yet to be born, as you talked about. Much of this material came from uh, books or uh, papers authored by Dr. Jim Grassi, the founder of Men's Minister, Catalyst. Definitely want to give credit where credit is due. Just a quick reminder that our episodes are launched on the first and third Thursdays of every month. If you've not yet subscribed, you can do so on the website. And prior to the episode, the notes, the show notes will be available uh, for you to grab as well. Again, thank you for joining us today. You are the reason we exist. We do all this for pastors, leaders, and men, because every man deserves an opportunity to become an authentic, biblically-based man of God.